Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, folks. It's V, the Grill Economist, coming to you live on this edition of Markets and Mayhem with my main man, Algo Cowboy. And uh, I'm working the airwaves. I think the seat should be returning back to us very shortly. So until then, I'm crossing my fingers and hoping that I don't screw things up. <laughs> so so far, so good. Is CJ okay? He's just handling yeah, yeah. business? Yeah, he's handling business, man. He's, uh, he's doing a whole capital raise and restructuring of his uh, company. And so... He's engaged with that. So as soon as he frees up, he shall return. That's and, good. Uh, I talked to yeah. him in the background every so often, but I haven't yeah. for a while. So, yeah, absolutely, man. But with that being said, Algo Cowboys here. And if you need to get a hold of Algo Cowboy, you can find him over in the Rogue News Discord. If you want to get into the Rogue News Discord, just email cjcj at roguenews.com, cj at roguenews.com. And also, folks, we're on every single podcasting app in humanity. We're on D Live. We're on Stitch, Twitcher, Titch, Mitch, whatever, right? Yeah. Uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, um, and right now we're also simulcasting on YouTube. So we're gonna, you know, keep it clean for the YouTube audience. We're not gonna say anything controversial, you know. You, you... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know. But um, <laughs> with that with that out of the way, cowboy, what's going on, bro? Oh, nothing much, man. Just uh, I had to take a uh, I had to take a like a mandatory day off yesterday, which you know I'm not really big on days off. I work about seven days a week, but uh, yeah, I guess uh, I had too much coffee. Did not agree with me. How much? Coffee and uh, so I I just like uh, had like a stomach ache and just had to go to sleep and. So yesterday was like a chill day, you know, all right, you know, might as well take it when Powell's talking, Powell's running his mouth, you know, messing up all the markets. So it was the right day to take off, I guess. It, it definitely was. Definitely. Let me ask you this, man. You ever had, I made a mistake one time. Once? Uh, man, I make them all the time. Well, you know, I'm, I'm darn near perfect, Cowboy. Darn near perfect. Facts, people. <laughs> facts. <laughs> Dude, you ever had like, there's one time, um, you know, my my wife's dad, he uh, you know, one time had like uh, a tuna fish sandwich, and then he washed it down with some coffee, and that led to all sorts of gastrointestinal issues, right? 
And I was like, ah, that's not possible. Until one day I, you know, wasn't even thinking about it. I, I was busy. So I had a tuna fish sandwich. This is like years ago. And then I had like coffee afterwards. And I realized that seafood and coffee don't mix. And I was making a beeline to the restroom. My stomach was jacked up, dude. Did you do something similar to that? Yeah. Um. So, oh, shit. What was it that I ate? It, it was, oh, I had uh, pasta. No, no seafood. Um, I just had pasta and an egg, a couple eggs on top. Mm-hmm. If if you never tried that, <clears throat> it's awesome. Wait, well, uh, give me this pasta recipe with the eggs. I'm I'm interested. What, what do you do? Like, all right, what kind of pasta, spaghetti, fettuccine, so it's, penne. Uh, well, it was a it was like a kind of like a penne, but mm. it, I forget the actual name of it. But the uh, the you know the noodles, noodles are noodles, right? The sauce. Dude, you're you're the little... Sicilian scallion, and you're forgetting names of pasta, dude. Hey man, I, I can the, say it's a cross. Next, between... you know, you're gonna tell me that you're break your spaghetti, cowboy. Well, I'll put it to you this way. The package package says penne, but it's not okay. penne. Got it. Okay. okay. So, that. yeah, it's not penne because penne is, is cut a certain way. Right. Um, it, it actually was more like a miniature rigatoni. Ah, but, okay. there, you know, so, I mean, yeah, the, I'm going to call that the manufacturer messed up, not the Sicilian, right? Yeah. <laughs> Facts. So, we'll just, we'll, 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 I'll have to you know, pull my card on that one. But, uh, <laughs> what ended up happening was now the, the actual sauce recipe. Um, that's my own recipe. Uh, you know, it's got an ungodly amount of garlic, uh, a couple garlic. bay leaves. It's got some, um, oregano. It's got some basil. Mm. Um, and actually, uh, now the secret as you have learned in the Godfather is the pork. That's what actually gives sauce the flavor. That's right. But, um, I actually use bacon grease. Mm-hmm. Ooh, so that's so I don't have to actually cook it. Or... This is a well, okay. So and it's it, it starts as a red sauce, but then I actually do a uh, a reduction. Okay, so I, I take heavy whipping cream, and I mix uh, I mix either um, Romano cheese or mm-hmm. pecorino, and I oh, I do it real good. slow. Mm-hmm. Good old pecorino pecorino cheese, mm-hmm. and uh, I heat the the cream up to before we're you know just under boiling and i slowly mix in the cheese because otherwise you have problems you got to kind of slowly mix it in so i basically do a reduction right take take the uh the foam off the top and all that there's kind of like a skin that builds and then i i mix that in so it's called i've heard it called an aurora sauce um but basically it's like a cheesy red sauce mm-hmm. and then uh what you do is now it's really good if you're using like you know some good wheat like a barilla noodle and what I do is I actually cook the noodles a day ahead and I put them in oil. I don't, I don't like to um, fry with olive oil because the heat point's too low. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. grapeseed oil, you know, it's not healthy. So grapeseed oil and, or avocado oil. And I just, I put that in the bag. And what it does is when you put it in the fridge overnight with the wheat noodle, it will chase a lot of the water out and replace with oil. That's how I imagine it happening. I don't really know what happens, but what I do know is you take it out and then I, I fry it up. Um, I saute the noodles. I get just a little tiny bit of crisp on them. And then I put that sauce in with a little extra oil. And then what you get is that, um, that cheese kind of cooks a little bit. Mm. It, it, it's, I mean, I, I had, I, I used to host a party. I had some friends that there were uh, pilots, some bunch of old uh, air force guys. when I lived out in the Coachella Valley and, uh, they would have a party in their hangar every Wednesday. It was, there was a long story short, it was a client. And uh, introduced me to all his buddies, right? Mm-hmm. And so we're in there, and uh, eventually they had me cooking every Wednesday because they love my sauce so much. It, it was a hit. It's a good sauce. Nice. And I had two cups of coffee on top of it. I had one cup before, and I had one cup after, and then I had also some supplements. <laughs> yeah. And I, it was like I think okay, you put a bomb inside you, bro. 
Well, dude, yeah, and so the I got tell I'll, I'll, I know people want to hear about like finance, but this is something that is a warning never to do. So I decided like I'm going to take my kid, and you know we're going to give the wife a break because she you know I work more than you know she watches the kid more. We have like a more of a traditional household, yeah. and but I want to give her a break because you know it's tough, man. You know it's whatever kids can kids are terrorists. Yeah. So I, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I, you know what I do is I, I don't want to take them, take them to the comic book shop. He's like one; he doesn't really <clears throat> appreciate it properly. But I put him in the store, and you know, or in the in the cart in the store, and all the old people, you know, wave at him. Just get him out of the house for a while, right? Sure, absolutely. And but so I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm driving. And, you know, we live kind of out in the sticks, so it's, it's 20 minutes before we're even near a store, right? Sure. And so, and I'm, I'm like, there, I'm like, man, you know, before I leave, even my gut's kind of hurting, right? But I'm like, whatever, I got some bloating. I mean, girls deal with this once a month. I can deal with it. Screw it. I'm taking the kid. And so I go, and then, dude, by the time I hit the main intersection, my hands are starting to fall asleep. I'm like, oh, shit. This is not What good. in God's name? Well, if, you know, I figured all the blood must have been going to my stomach to attack whatever this was you know, whatever. It's like, what in the hell did you put in the gut <laughs> attack? And so I just like, you know, I was like, all right, screw it, dude. I'm trying. And of course, yeah, I was ready to pull over just in case like something sure. happened, whatever. Yeah, that's fine. I, I got home and just, I just, it was terrible, dude. I mean, <clears throat> I wished I could run to the bathroom. It was like a brick slowly going through my whole digestive tract. Slowly. Oh my God. All, all night. I mean, up until I didn't get to sleep. I mean, that happened in the early afternoon. That was like a lunch and I didn't get to sleep until after midnight. Dude. It was horrible. It was not the most horrible thing I've dealt with, but bro, effed up, not cool. So, you know, you gotta take Jeez. a break from the coffee for a while. That's not a bad, wow. That's unreal, man. Yeah, that's a whole story for you. It's, it was really something, man. Um, for you know, those that are tuning Gilbert... in, we're, we're talking about uh, Cowboy's digestive issue that he had a lot yesterday <laughs> that uh, damn near put you... him out of commission. It's the thing. My digestive is it's i'm good like i mean yeah. you know i'm solid I, I got a nutritionist for a wife like i don't have any di i'm good with digesting you know what i mean yeah. like it's not a problem for me so yeah um wow. anyway so that was the deal just i think too much coffee um and it combined with i think maybe uh, oh you know what dude you said it was seafood right that set you off yes yeah, guess what i took yeah. a fermented cod liver oil supplement oh the with the pasta you sick bastard that's it that's what did it i guarantee oh you. god yeah that dude seafood and coffee is like a if you're constipated folks let me explain to you if you're constipated <laughs> and you haven't had a movement in like days go to your local grocery store supermarket get yourself some seafood i don't care what it is shrimp scampi no make yourself a tuna fish sandwich okay with, with a good amount of mayo on there not too much but a good amount you know, chop up some onions up in there, a little bit of carrots, maybe a little bit of celery, mix it up real good, a little salt and pepper. Put it in a sandwich and then have, wash it down with a hot cup of coffee and watch what happens. <laughs> yeah, that's, we'll see. And you're making it sound like it, it involves a lot of visits to the bathroom. And I was wishing I could visit the bathroom. I had the, you know, opposite. I think I had not, you know, too much coffee and not enough water Yeah. issue. That so whatever good. i mean i was fine the next day but i was a little tired yesterday but sure shoot dude that was that you know, yeah uh, i'm gonna hang away from the coffee for a little while <laughs> that was brutal dude <laughs> unreal 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 that's all right dude whatever hey you're here man that's what matters right in fact i got a video of me yesterday trying to like you know the prize the prize was like the whole idea was a camera 
eat this massive lunch. I'm going to have a cup of coffee. It's going to get me some good energy, go have fun with the kid, come back, do some work. You and I are working on a project, you know? So the yeah. donut, the donut was the prize of yeah. that, right? Let's pretend yeah. the donut in the following video was the actual prize of going out, having a good time, getting work done. And this is me trying to get the donut. I just shared the screen. So if you bring that up, we'll play the video of me yesterday eating and what happened. All right. All right. Let's see here. I got to put some blueberry. I don't even know what it is. Hmm. I didn't include, I didn't include sound, but that's okay. Screw it. Here it goes. What in the world? This is, this is, uh, I'm going for the donut. That's me right there in a blue shirt and a you bad hair. your hair out? Yeah. And I got skinny, super skinny. What in the world? Here we go. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Should, should we, uh, should we play it with the sound? Yeah, put it on, dude. Okay, I, I gotta get out of this. Hold on, I gotta stop it and I gotta restart it. Oh my god! Present, share screen, share with audio. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me restart oh, it. Hold on, let me restart the video from the beginning. Okay. There you go. I mean, there's no audio. There's, but it's, there's it's, no audio. Oh, you know no, why? I'm here to show you it's not. Okay, here it goes. I will be moving in a counterclockwise direction. Watch me go to work. <laughs> I missed my timing. Uh, oh. Oh. <laughs> At first glance. That was oh. awesome. <laughs> Isn't that great? That was funny, bro. That, uh, that was funny. <laughs> All right, so you know, have you heard about quiet quitting? Is that have has that come across your radar it, yet? Yeah, it is. It, it's a, it's the thing that Gen Z is doing. The the you know Gen Z, the loser generation. Uh, I mean, I thought or I, I thought late millennials were pretty bad, um, but this um, not late millennials. What do you call them? The the the, the younger version of millennials. That yeah, Gen Z. Early. Well, you have Z that, that transition. Zoomers. Is that what they're called? The transition they're between Gen Z and and that that. That space of time between the millennials and Gen Z, that generation. Oh, I, I think I they call like know. late That's... millennials. Yeah, let's call them late millennials. Sure. I thought late millennials were pretty useless and bad and, and ridiculous. Now I heard this is like a, a, a badge of honor amongst all the other, uh, you know, uh, uh, trauma, imaginary trauma that Gen Z has. What's going on here with that? I heard quiet quitting is a part of it. Yeah. So I mean, I actually uh, I did respond to whoever this idiot was. But um, if you read this out, it's like uh, there are people in this world who are genuinely not made for work. And he goes oh, right. on some rant about how they dread getting to work every day. They can't find a job they enjoy. You know, this person's worked all kinds of jobs, never enjoyed a single one of them. You know, dread going to bed to wake up. All this complaints, lazy. right? He's a lazy piece of crap. That's what he is. And let me tell you a story. I was at university, right? And I was on my own. I had to unexpectedly on my own, right? Uh, my, my loans kind of went on what you know i didn't get me any money for school it's a long story mm -hmm. <clears throat> but the short story of that is that i needed to get a job on short time frame mm -hmm. and i had no help coming nothing nothing from family <clears throat> i needed to get food <laughs> i this, had no fucking is this when you my language to, is this when you went to alaska and became a uh, crab fisherman for a period yes of time? 
That's what I did. That's exactly it. No, I went to, I mean, I just, you know, I got a job anywhere. I couldn't, you know, I needed something now. And I went down the street. I worked at a crappy job at a gas station uh, just because I needed food. And I remember I got that first paycheck Mm. and all I bought was food because I didn't have any food. Yeah. You know, and and this is the, 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 this generation doesn't understand what it is to go without anything, let alone food. Yeah. And my response to that person was, Hey, you know what? Try starving. Yeah. And then you're going to love whatever job you get. And you won't even care what that job is. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I, I had, I had it at that point. Look, I always had it, an attitude at work because, um, I hate, I hate bosses that are stupider than me. And I've had very few that are not, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, I, I hate to say it. That's just the way I look at it. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm not, but I cannot stand having authority that is ignorant. Right. Sure. So I would get in trouble at work. And I remember I got suspended uh, from a sales job because, you know, I, I didn't stay working at a gas station for long. I ended up getting a sales job selling loans. And long story short, um, I remember like I was gone for a week. I didn't make any money for a week. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh man. I love that job when I came back, but you know why? Cause I needed fucking food. And that's exactly. these kids these days. They don't get it. They, they don't, don't know, know the grind, man. They don't know the struggle. You know, the problem is they all self entitled. They all think they can make money online. And it's like, dude, let me ask you this. I read in an article, you know what the average amount of money that somebody from OnlyFans would make? Uh, average. Uh, like the average person, I'm going to say like 150 bucks. Very good. Very close. Very close. 182. That's yeah, I'm a average. you know I'm an estimate I'm an estimator. That's what I yeah. do. <laughs> yeah. So that just shows you, you know, what I'm saying that just shows you uh, the whole entire ridiculousness of, of this generation. It's they're they're over they're so entitled, and they think that they can they're gonna go out there and just gonna simply make money on the internet. It's easy. It's super easy. No, they they haven't suffered. They haven't grinded through anything. They don't know what it's like holding a piece of meat. In a supermarket and weeping because you can't afford to buy it. They don't yeah. know what it's like. You know, they have no idea, man. Oh, it was that was my first time being on my own. And uh and and you know, to make it clear, um, I had help and I screwed up at school, so I lost that help and I lost right. it on short order because my dad and my mom are like they're not weak. No. And they said, you know what, you're gonna mess up your grades, you're gonna do it on your own dime. And they cut me off that month, that moment. I didn't get any notice. Right. You know, and they didn't give me much anyway. They gave me just enough for food and dorm, you know, like here's a hundred oh, yeah. bucks. Have fun, you know? <laughs> yeah. Here's so yeah. Money. Yeah. hundred bucks was all I had for, you know, spending money all month for fun. Yeah. The rest exactly. of it was so long. You know, I got a job. I remember I filled that fridge. Oh man. I'm like, I'm like, I can do this. I can be an adult. You know I mean? I can pay my rent. I can fill my fridge. You know, I, yeah. I figured it out. Absolutely. You know, but until that moment happens, do you, and that's one of the best things that my parents ever did. You know, that's the, that's it. You're on your own and you become a man. Mm-hmm. And we, we were talking about men and that's, yeah, I don't know if this is the show for it, but you know, I think we're I, one of the things about, you know, I've been talking to, to Vela's in the background and what we do on this show is we, we provide solutions, right? We're yep. here to provide solutions. Um, it's easy to complain and you got to know what the problem is in order to uh, what do you call it? You got to diagnose, you got to know the virus before you can know the cure. Right. Sure. So we definitely are experts at at identifying the problem. And so is most of the alt media, but we are here at Roger a little bit different in that we create solutions. Right. Mm -hmm. And we've been talking enough about a solution that you and I personally have coming up for everybody. 
Um, but in the end, you know, I think that, ah, dude, it's just this generation until they feel that pinch like that, they're lost, bro. And, and too many of them are too old. Too many mm-hmm. of them are, you know, they're going to live with their parents till they're 40, <laughs> you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, cash flow is gonna... important. Say again. Cash flow is everything, man. Yeah. So we're not, that's not our kind here. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, man, we got charts, we got news. Um, you know, I did have some stuff, but I didn't know if you had anything that you wanted to, to discuss before I started bringing up articles. Now we'll freestyle it, bro. As we, you know, as we usually do, uh, let's, uh, let's start with some news and then we can get into the, into the, into the, some of the major market charts and stuff. So one of the things that I've made as a theme lately is, um, incongruencies, inconsistencies, things that should be moving in tandem um, that are not moving in tandem, that are things that should be moving inversely that are moving in tandem, right? So, um, you know, for example, supply and demand, they tend to move in opposite directions, right? Supply goes up, demand goes down. That's an inverse relationship, sure. okay? So, you know, the and, and right now I'm seeing a lot of things that are um, what should be inverse that are not inverse. They're actually running in... Uh, correlation right correlative so let me let me zoom this in before i share the screen all right so we had pal talking right and he gave a little bit of hawkish talk but um over the last two days he testified to congress market was really slow like i said it made for a date a great uh, day for me to take off but we're talking about recession fears and one of the bigger ones here actually before i go on to containers where is it it's the jobless numbers Mm-hmm. It's this uh, chart that's right. It's like one of the first articles on Zero Hedge. And uh, payrolls is tomorrow, but, and that's uh, jobless claims. Where's that article? It's finally showing up. Here it is. Jobless cl- claims finally rise as layoffs soar at fastest pace since Lehman. Okay. So we're finally seeing people start to lose their jobs, but yes. I'm pretty sure that. All these numbers that are coming out, the economic data, the announcements, I think they're all fudged. Yeah. Because there's no way that all these numbers are happening. Okay, so Powell's over here talking hawk talk, right? Oh, we're going to keep raising rates. We're going to keep raising rates, right? Cowboy, I mean, it makes sense, man. You know, like, you know, the jobless, you know, while layoffs rise, jobless rates soar. It makes sense to me, man. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. 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 You know, it's funny you bring this up, right? One of the things I've always been beating in the heads of people since 2012, when I came out uh, into the public the eye. closet. No, into the public eye. I knew you were going to go to the closet. <laughs> you backed into that one. <laughs> Is uh, when I made my debut. <laughs> but uh, but one of the things I say is like, yo, the numbers are fake. It's all fake. And what happens every so often. And you know when the system is near breaking point is when the fake numbers no longer work in harmony together, as in this chart. Layoffs are shooting through the roof, but jobless claims are the lowest it's ever been. I mean, it's insanity. We're getting to a breaking point. Go ahead, Cowboy. No, that's legit. So these are things that you have all these layoffs, but then you don't see the jobless claims? That's so yeah, it's a the the numbers gotta be fudged. These are things that should be moving in tandem, 
that were actually not moving. They're moving inversely, right? So now we're finally seeing it. And I think this is actually um, that it's the challenger report. So if I read this correctly, it's not the actual job numbers that you see from the government. It's more of a private or quasi-private number, which you can probably rely on a little bit more. Now, there are numbers you can rely on, but they're usually in actual charts, sure. right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, this is, you're seeing the layoffs, you know, and you're seeing the uh, the jobless numbers come and payrolls is tomorrow. But then, you know, that's an important kind of a side note, right? I know that uh, Celeste and I were talking yesterday in the Discord about, you know, the theory that Powell is going to raise rates until we see, you know, people start to lose their jobs. That's like a theory that's going on out there. All of a sudden you start, you know, that, that theory for us to be hearing it from multiple places usually means that it's being put out there by a, you know, power that wants everybody to think that, right? Mm -hmm. Like in any time you see somebody on the news on a very large platform like Fox, you know, anytime you see anything like that, generally, here's the thing about that. And Velas is really good at pointing this out. The larger your audience, the bigger your voice, the more controlled you're going to be. Otherwise, you'll not be allowed to have that audience. And, you know, we're talking about, say, big pharma, right? You can't say anything against, you know, pharma right now. You'll get canceled, all that stuff. Well, if you think big pharma has power, wait till you see the kind of power that Wall Street has. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, yeah. and if you... Those, those, you know, uh, Kramer, Jim Kramer, all these guys on the news, Fox News, all the, anybody who's talking anything finance is saying what they're allowed to say. And Wall Street has the, they, they are the iron fist in the iron glove when it comes to control and stuff. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's huge. So the point is, is that anything that, they, that is said on the news, I look at it as that's what they want us to think. And I try to think, okay, if they're pushing people down this particular funnel, what's going on? And I use that to extrapolate what could be happening as far as which way the wind is blowing. Um, you know, so that that's kind of an important point. And if the theory out there is that we're waiting for the, you know, a lot of job loss to happen and all of a sudden the news starts talking about joblessness, then it's like, oh, well, we actually might be near a point where they're going to stop hiking. Because now they're now their excuse is in, right? Yeah. So, you know, that and it's just just starting to hear that stuff. So I'm not saying that's the case, but I am saying that there is a probability that that's the case because as a trader, I never say anything is always the case. I always assess probabilities to any situation and the probability is decent that we're headed into a point where, okay, we might see a couple more hikes. Um, Maybe we're going to see a couple of more 25 bip hikes, you know, nothing big. And then there might be a pause for a while, maybe some talk going either way, you know what I mean? But I think their, their actions are going to show us that they're kind of near the point of, you know, uh, and this particular article. Now I don't have the, the zero hedge premium, but this, uh, this headline says it all. Um, whoever blitzes, I don't know who that is. You might know V blitz. Uh, I'm not sure who blitzes. Okay. Well, whoever it is, it's, it's uh, zero hedge premium. So they usually have a pretty good rep saying that Powell will hike until unemployment spikes, followed by rapid cuts in a crushing inflation cycle. Jeez. So, you know, that I sounds think familiar. Time. Does it sound familiar, V? Does, oh, has man. Anybody, well, I want to say I heard that from a rather large, hairy silverback beast recently. Did you hear I, that? I, I, I or did heard, you say that? But, but Cowboy, I'm transitioning back to a human. So. Oh! <laughs> Are you identifying as a homo sapien? Uh, homo... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we've been we've been saying this for a long time now yeah. i know uh velis you know did have 
his concerns for people in South Florida. So I, I do, and you know, those people who he's talking about, I assume are people who are pretty powerful. Um, but they, they might heed the call of the grill on this one. I mean, what, what's your thoughts right now? My thoughts is this, the, 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 as it stands right now, I mean, uh, all right, this is how it's going to go. So Friday morning, I wake up and my partner, my business partner, who's in Sao Paulo, Brazil, um, tells me, hey, man, uh, Silvergate Bank is going to be going down. I'm like, what, what, what's going on? Right. And Silvergate Bank was a longstanding, uh, crypt, quote unquote, crypto friendly bank uh, based out in uh, La Jolla, California. Uh, I love La Jolla. Beautiful. That's place. right. I lived there for 10 years. Dude, I went to Carlsbad Beach. First time I saw Carlsbad Beach, I wanted to quit my life and rent flip flops to tourists and, and bicycles. That's all oh, I man, wanted. has got do. a house down there. Lucky bastard. 75 he, he degrees surfs all like, around. Hey, he surfs all the time. Loves it. Dude, that's awesome. why he won't leave California. That's the problem with Cali. It's like, you know, I looked at uh, top most happiest places in the country to live and like the like three uh, of the top cities in the entire country for happiness. Not anything else. It's California. Why? Because the weather. The weather, the, baby. The scenery is but you so know what? damn good. Like, yeah. I, I go to Cali, Cowboy, and I'm like, I, I, I can figure out a hack on how to live here. I have to live here without, quote, unquote, living here. I have to live here without actually being a resident here. I'm like, you your, mind, your mind starts going crazy. It's simple. <laughs> it's really simple. You you own an LLC that's a yeah. multi-member LLC that buys and owns a property out there that rents to you. That's one way of doing it. That's one way of doing it. And the thing is also, it's like, um, and I like the fact that, you know, Property taxes in California are capped at one percent, which is just not too bad. But uh, anyway, anyway, before I, before I get sidetracked and start thinking about driving fast cars on Angeles Crest and and surfing La Jolla Beach while I'm having a fish taco by the pier, there's ah! no coffee with that fish taco. No coffee with the fish tacos, man. No coffee with the fish tacos. Anyway, uh, Silvergate. They've been around, I think, since like ni- the late 90s. Okay, they do commercial loans, everything, and then sometime around like 2011 or 2015 or whatever, they got involved in cryptos and started opening crypto accounts. Or, you know, a lot of companies went to Silvergate. You know, Silvergate was uh, Signature before Signature became Signature. You know, I'm talking about Signature Bank. So Friday morning, I got the call. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Third, yeah, last Friday morning I got the call. Say, hey, your signature is going to go under. I mean, we knew signature was in trouble. We knew as soon as FTX hit, what scam bankman fraud that Silvergate is done. I've known institutional clients that pulled their funds out of Silvergate, and I knew Silvergate was in a whole heap of trouble. Then I heard after, shortly after that, I heard Soros put some, you know, Georgi Georgi shorts, aka George Soros, uh, put some shorts on. Um, on Silvergate, right? And he was shorting the hell out of Silvergate, and so many other traders were. So, you know, Wall Street's giving Silvergate the kiss of death. Wake and and I told my partner on 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 Friday, I was like, dude, I don't I don't think they'll even be opening the doors come Monday, right? And here we are. Uh, uh, yesterday, uh, they went into liquidation, so it's like it, it's freaking over, right? So they're eliminating the competition. So in other words, the reason why I bring that up to premise with what you're talking about in terms of, in terms of cranking open the cheap money is this. Remember what I said years ago. I said you're we're gonna before the whole wheels of this the shit show falls apart. You're gonna see equities. You're gonna see crypto. You're gonna see commodities. You're gonna see gold and silver. 
you're going to see the bond market. Everything is going to start rising at once. So there's going to be this weird, you know, correlation. You're going to be like, why the hell is the Dow at forty thousand points, and why is gold at at, at between you know forty two and forty six hundred dollars an ounce? We're like, what the hell's going on here? And why is Bitcoin at sixty seven thousand dollars? Like, what the hell's going on here? It's because what Wall Street's doing right now, they are eliminating the competition with the fall of Silvergate, with the fall of FTX, and the seven or eight bankruptcies that have occurred within the crypto markets. The squid, the giant squid that is Wall Street, is in the crypto markets, and they are squeezing the lifeblood. They're, li- they're, they're squeezing the liquidity out of a lot of operations that are in the crypto industry. Why? Because they are integrating it. They are sucking it onto themselves in preparation for the biggest blow up okay not in a bad way but in a, in, 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 in a great way of cranking everything to the max this is why i told you that in november 2021 that the whole entire thing of covid is going to go away come summer of 2022 and here we are okay this is also why i said you know the uh the the they wanted to get the covid wall street the financial interest okay wall street wants covid the whole covid story to go away and it, and it has been. COVID is gone. I look at a person wearing masks and gloves. I'm like, you're an idiot. You didn't get the memo. But also, they want the whole Ukraine thing to be done away with. They want out, right? And the the defense contractors are like, wait, we're going to try to rally, you know, get some, you know, rattling going on in China with, with Taiwan and whatnot. But I promise you that's going to be corralled in as well. That's going to be brought to heel in 2024. All the noise that's happening with with the United States about to go, you know, start some sort of a, 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 a color revolution again, or well, they already did a color revolution in Taiwan, but some sort of a Ukraine 2.0 in Taiwan, that's going to be corralled in, okay? What Wall Street wants, and, I, and I'm not saying they're going to be 100% successful here, but all I'm seeing is I'm reading the tea leaves here. Um, they want this Ukraine thing wrapped up. This is the reason why New York Times, Wall Street Journal, The New Yorker, uh, uh, all these major Washington Post, all these major papers, okay, ma- ma- uh, you know, uh, media companies, okay, are coming out and now they're laying the blame on Ukraine for blowing up the Nord Stream. They're blame. They're, they're now they're coming out and admitting, hey, you know what? Ukraine is going to lose the war. Okay, they're they're coming out and they're admitting all this. Why? Because they want this done. They want to step away from the mess. That the Davos crowd, and the, folks, there is a war between Davos and Wall Street. There's a war, and there's no way in hell they're going to allow the CBDC, central bank digital currencies, to happen here in the United States. Uh, I, I don't, they don't want it. They don't want it. So the Ukraine project was a Davos project, right? It was, it was, it was, it was started with Hillary Clinton, who's a Davos idiot, Victoria Nuland, who's a freaking idiot psychopath dumb brain dead woman the mad cookie woman of the maidan right wall street all wants that done why because they understand this they need one more bubble and now with, with 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 what's happening with opec plus what's happening with the multipolar world what's happening with the BRICS, what's happening with the saudi realignment with what's happening with the turkish realignment what's happening with the indian realignment and folks you're just going to be surprised too and i agree with this i think jim willie said this and i agree with him you know, a lot of people are like, oh, J- Japan is really cranking up their war industry. They're, you know, they're going to go to help us go fight China. No, Japan has no interest in, in getting into a war 
with their largest trading partner where 60% of all the trades that Japan has is, is with China. Japan's building up its war machine to say, hey, United States, uh, we're joining the BRICS. Don't try to do anything funny here. We're armed to the teeth. That is coming. That is coming. So the only thing left for the United States right now is the last hurrah. And if, in order to have the last hurrah, you need the only thing that the con man has. The only thing the con man has, the greatest weapon he has is what? Perception. You, as the American public, need to perceive the market is doing fantastic. You, as the American public, needs to perceive that, that, the, job, that, that, that the jobs market and employment, everything's looking good. And this point that Cowboy caught today, with jobless claims going up, all at the same time, you know, job uh, uh, market, right, the, 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 the amount of jobs being picked up is also going up, which complete insanity is, the, is basically what Cowboy did by pulling that up. He just caught the sleight of hand by the magician. So in other words, we're, we're seeing the mechanism of the manipulation being caught, being freeze-framed in that time, okay? And so now we're seeing the narrative flow. It doesn't mean that the jobless claims are going to magically go, no. I said this a million times before. Main Street is going to die a death of a thousand cuts. It's about maintaining the financial fraud. One more Ponzi scheme. So yes, the physical economy is going to continue to deteriorate, but the, but the, but the speculative economy is on its last hurrah. So in other words, Print, baby, print, baby, print, baby, print. And unless you plug into the printing machine and understand that, hey, there's a way for you to profit for yourself and your family in this time of great printing, you, you know, when you take advantage of that, will do very well during what's going to happen. And that's the entire, you know, bread and circus beyond this whole entire thing, cowboy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's uh, <clears throat> the uh, you said it a few shows ago. It's one of the last exploits um, that we have is is actually what I do. And I like to trade currencies. Um, there's ten, lately it's been pretty slow the last week or so, but you're always going to get like you get like a slow day and then a few fast days. You get a slow week and then a few fast weeks. You know, it's kind of how it works. Um on the top of that, there are always opportunities, even in the physical market, because for example, we're looking at all these like food processing plants and, you know, metal, uh, pr production plants and, you know, they're all blowing up magically catching fire. The same company had three food processing plants in three separate locations, all like catch fire and burn down in like, in like within a week or two. I mean, <laughs> clearly something's going on. Um, so I don't know, is uh, being a food producer a way to go? Um, or perhaps maybe uh, machining or learning 3D printing? I mean, just go watch a Singleton show on uh, Tuesday that you'll get some great ideas from that. Um, you know, so we, we have a lot of opportunities that we can sort of pick up where everything is uh, being dropped off. And if you do have the wherewithal to plug into the machine uh, and learn how to trade, that's a, that's a great way to go. Of course, we've been talking about uh, going in that direction. We'll have a lot more information on that coming up. I've personally taught people with a high school education how to trade, um, and they ended up, you know, pretty much getting rich. I mean, it's not, I'm not saying that's, I didn't do that for them. I just gave them the basics. They did it themselves. Mm -hmm. um, you know, trading is not this, uh, you know, magical thing that geniuses with supercomputers do. You know, it's, it isn't like that. Um, you know, so anyway, yeah, if you can plug into the printing press, if you can 
ride the wave. Uh, in fact, it was Rogue Fan Guy who was asking just a moment ago, how can we take advantage of this? And that, that's just one way you can take advantage of it. Um, you know, I'm sure there are more exploits, but that's the exploit that I know. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of the, the, to me, it's the no brainer, um, but it just, it takes work. You yeah. know, that, that kind of thing does take work. You gotta, you gotta, you're not just going to jump in and make money. That's for sure. You know, that's going to be up to you. Um, here's another clue I'll put on the screen. Um, Singapore's central bank boosts gold reserves by 30%. Wow. Uh, you know, Singapore's not a very big country. No. And to be up to 200 tons in gold, I mean, of course, now they're, they're a powerful country financially because of their relationship with China, UK, and the US. And yep. they're kind of a huge hub. Um, they're, they're, you know, Switzerland kinda, of the East. Switzerland of the East. Yeah. They're, you know, kind of taking, and I bet you they're taking a lot of business to Hong Kong last since the PRC has been flexing. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, gold is something that, um, look, we talk enough about it. Uh, you know, Jim Rickards and, and, uh, oh, who's that guy, uh, who hates Bitcoin? What's the name? Always talks about on it. Schiff. Yeah. Schiff. All those guys, they're, they're huge gold bugs. Jim Willie, for that matter. Um, you know, gold's great. I mean, shoot, you know, if, if I had just invested $10 a month in gold since I was a kid, I'd probably be super rich. I mean, it's not, yeah. you know, it's a no brainer. Gold's gold. It's always going to be gold. You know I mean? Until look, technically gold can be created in a laboratory, right? But it takes so much energy that it doesn't make any sense financially. Yeah, um, it's, so, it, you can't scale up on that. The amount of power you it costs, need is it's, it's retarded. It, I mean, it costs so much money to make the gold that it's not worth it. That's it. And, no, so no, much and, and, and here's the thing. There was a, an article out like a couple of years ago, somebody making gold in a, in a lab. It was actually, it wasn't, that, that, that wasn't true. This was a theoretical thing. Mm. And they're like, theoretically, just couldn't happen. It was like that whole entire news of, uh, AI robot goes wild in Japan and kills 29 scientists. You know, it was like, yeah, what things. was that? Was that yeah, real was or fake. not? No, it's totally right. fake. Same thing with the whole made made gold in a, in a lab thing. It's not real at all. That was some woman that said she talked to like CIA guys. CIA yeah, guy told bullshit. her about the robots. Another, 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 you know, probably, I don't know. She's probably related to QAnon or something. <laughs> she trusts the plan. <laughs> she, <laughs> she, does, she works with the crash helmets. The plan. Yeah, she's trusted. The crash helmets, dude, the crash helmets are alive and active. And this is the problem, dude. It's like people don't realize it's like it, it, it's it's not good guys and bad guys at war. It's not Trump and the White Hats. It's not the military intelligence, which is a euphemism, right? It's an, it's an but it's it literally just financial interests. And our hope and prayer is the the interests that win will allow us to have some sort of freedom left, where we can still have a decent life at the end of the day for the country that's what my hope is but you know i'm you know whatever happens i'm not gonna you know hold my breath to it uh cowboy's goal and my goal is to make as much fucking money as possible and have all of you guys make as much money as possible and we get our families and ourselves out of harm's way whether it's like moving to another location in the country and hunkering down until this crap blows over or just getting the hell out of here uh those are the options that we face but you need that's multiple right. streams of income go ahead cowboy Summers in Switzerland or summers in uh, Italy and winter yes. in Dubai. Yes, that's what I like. Yeah, I'm not too sure about Europe. Even Switzerland, I'm not yeah. too sure about. Now I'd say clear of uh, Switzerland. Matt was in uh, Switzerland yesterday, Matthew Arrett. And it was ah. uh, so jealous he was in Geneva. I was like, you bet, lucky bastard. Don't you talk about Kung Fu? No, no, no. No, Matthew Arrett. Yeah, he was in no. uh, Yeah, he was at a conference. He's doing some conferences out there on, on the multipolar world and speaking out there and him and his wife Cynthia along with a whole bunch of other uh noted uh speakers and uh yeah it's it's great 
Well, I've got another don't worry, be happy bit of news. Some, some, uh, again, catching people in the, uh, in the act, right? Yeah. Um, so, okay. You guys are familiar with the Baltic dry index. Oh yeah. What shipment? You know about that shipment, right? Yeah, BDI all shipment. created in the late 1700s, I believe 1760s or 1770. I think it was. Oh yeah. That's, yeah. this is back when men were men, right? Back when men were men and, and the Chrome was, uh, and the women were straight. As Savage would say. <laughs> and there were two Oh, Michael Savage. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's an interesting thing. Um, look at this here. You have U.S. container imports plunge as recession fear mounts, right? Okay, hold on a minute. Listen to this talk. Okay, so it plunged from 2022 to 2023, but we're only down to like 2018, 2019 levels. Yeah. So they're trying to make it look like, oh my God, the world's ending because things are plunging. But look at this. Look at this chart here with all the different um, like routes of shipping. Mm -hmm. All it is is going down to pre-COVID money printing levels. Yeah. That's yep. all it is. Yep. So, okay. So what, right now here, here's another look. We'll actually look at the Baltic exchange dry index, and this is the actual the, the shipping. Yep. Um, so, you know, you look say around, so let me see here. One, two, going back to the last, Oh, about a year. It's on the downtrend certainly, but then you zoom out a little bit. Okay. October 21, right? So this is like the peak of printing of the recent version of printing post COVID it's on a downtrend since then. But if you zoom out a little bit, it's actually like it's above 2019 levels in some cases, mm -hmm. right? They mm -hmm. just, they, they had this big money printing. And so what we're seeing is the retracement to the mean. We're just going back to normal folks. It's not that big a deal. Probably yeah. I can't predict the future, but based on what I'm seeing, it looks as if all of this news about, oh, everything is, you know, Everything's falling. Everything's falling. It's just coming back to, to, you know, before we put $30 trillion into the market and called it $5 trillion, <laughs> you know? I mean, completely, <laughs> man. It, it's, uh, I, oh my God, let me, like, I'll show you this. And, and the point before you show us this, I'll, I'll go ahead and stop the screen so you can show us. Um, so, but the point here is that the news, and, and this again, this is the news, right? Even Zero Hedge, which we can, I, I trust a bit more than I trust these, you know, mainstream outlets. But if you just look at the data itself and, and ignore the headlines, you can see that it's just not that big a deal. What what they're it's saying is not a big on. deal. Yeah, it's it's definitely not a big a deal. Let me see. There are big deals, but this isn't one of them. No, like, this is put one it that of them. way. Exactly. Um, you know, so yeah, if you're if you're gonna run for the shelter and the cat food, it's like <laughs> I, I'm running to the computer to make some cash. I don't know about you. Yeah, absolutely. So check this out. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna open up a, a machine shop with with a with a good partner of mine here that you know who I'm talking about. Yes, yes. All right. So um, so let me show you guys. This is the BDI, right? And uh, this is the the Baltic Drives futures. These and look at the futures on the on on just based off the BDI rate. Okay, watch this. We pulled this back to ten year. Look where we were in 2014, dude pretty much where we are now a little higher exactly so it's always spikes like this based on you know whatever and well this big spike was because mm -hmm. we put so much money into the economy Bingo. that they were able like china was able to sell us a ton of stuff because we had so much money flying around that's why yep. that spike happened yeah so like here's an article right uh, no i didn't want i don't want it right now seeking out thoughts stop it 
So it says right here, Baltic Dry Index down for eighth day as vessel rates sink across the entire board. When was this? Oh, my April. God. April of 2022, bro. It's like, again, so it, it, it's just noise. I, I I agree with Cowboy. It's, just ignore it. It's it's not it's, – it's a misdirection. There's there's other more important things that are happening. Um, Actually, that, I'll, I'll show you one that's yeah. – that's, let's see. If, I'm going to bring this up fear and greed. Uh, so in one of the things we're going to be talking about when, uh, when we open up our platform is a psychological aspect of trading. I get a whole, uh, a whole class on that. And one of the key things here is fear and greed. And there's a fear and greed index for most, uh, you know, most stocks and stuff like that. Right. I'm just going to bring up the crypto one and I'm going to share the screen so you can see it. All right. So Right now, fear and greed are like, we're in the middle of neither, right? Everybody's kind of calm. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to go back to the maximum here. And this chart that I just brought up, I'm going to see if I can zoom in for a bit here so you can see it. Okay. should be a little more visible. And I, it's hard to actually track on here because of like the colors and everything, but if you watch it as often as I do, I'm a contrarian trader. When everybody's selling, I'm buying. When everybody's buying, I'm selling. Now there's some there's some caveats to that. If everybody just started selling, I'm not buying quite yet. Yeah. But you know, there's a there's a point when everybody's freaking out and it's the best time to buy. Now, one of the key times here is in early 2020. Let's see if I can go back. The, the best I can do is go back with my mouse right here. That's the mm -hmm. best I can do. And in early 2020, you see that the value is all the way down to 10 and that's maximum fear, maximum yeah. fear. Yeah. Okay. So see, value of zero is extreme fear. This went all the way down. What was happening at that point? Well, I'll show you on the Bitcoin chart. All right. So let's do this, this, we'll go to the weekly. I'll type in BTC USD and we'll go to Coinbase. Okay, so January of 2020 is right. Bring out my vertical line so everybody can see it. Yeah. So you got 2020. So this is April of 2020, actually the end of March. 2020 is right there. All right. So the price went down to 3820 on this particular exchange. I saw it go down lower on some exchanges, but the price went all the way down because of the COVID crash. And sure. the whole month from February through March, there was this five week dump in all the markets, the S&P, everything went down hard. And, uh, you know, I made actually quite a bit of money um, going long on the dollar at that point. Hmm. But after this dump, everybody sold right here. Yeah. Everybody sold at the bottom right here. And look what happened after that. Bitcoin went oh. to all-time highs. Bitcoin yeah. went up to $68,000. Correct. So, and now here, guess what? Back to the fear and greed index. What was going on then? It was extreme fear. Where's my fear and greed? It was extreme fear at the bottom. Very few times were any more fearful than that. And yeah. in fact, uh, you know, late 2019 was the same thing. And that that's when crypto actually crashed after hitting uh, 19,000. So, Fear and greed are very important. And you hear a lot of fear in the markets right now. A jobless claims this and Baltic drive that and shipping containers and 
recession fears mount and all this stuff, right? Now, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean the market's just going to pop up after that. No, I don't think that's necessarily the case. But there's going to be a point where it's like max fear. Right. You're going to have, uh, like Bill Ackman did, saying, oh, Hilton's going to zero while he held a bunch of Hilton was buying more. Stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So the message here is, you know, when there's a lot of fear, that actually means there's a decent chance it's time to get going. We have not hit max fear yet. Um, it might be that we see a little more market dumping and that's great, especially for people who intend to start learning how to get into the markets so they can have a little bit of knowledge by the time the bottom hits and start to take advantage of it. Oh yeah, absolutely. brother, Absolutely. So, um, unless you had anything else, we got a little bit of time left. I could do some charts if anybody has any requests. Yeah. Anybody have any uh, requests or even questions? If you guys have any questions on anything, now's a great time to ask. We'll look for look in the chat. V, what do you have you right think now? People losing their job. Let me see. Green losing machine jobs. Okay. Green machine asks, do you think people losing their jobs and wanting to make money could be part of it? More people piling into the market to see what they could do. Yes. Um, that's part of it. I know certainly during the COVID crash, um, there was that happened because there was also a lot of extra money being given away for free. That certainly happened. Yeah. Um, but the rest of it, I don't know. Uh, ZBA 1992 Rogue BTC is it going lower? Um, maybe. Uh, you know that's that is the weird question right now. I know uh, a couple weeks ago I had mentioned I was like a 50-50 that we were going to see another dump, and yeah. V happened to be on the same boat. Even though we don't generally talk about these things before the show. Correct. Um, you know now this trough that you're seeing. Let me uh, let me get rid of this. I'm testing this indicator right now, so let me just hide it real quick. We can get some of the noise off the chart. All right. So there's this trough that I'm going to mark with a, with just a box right here, this dump right here. And this is from November to January. So three months, right? Well, the prior trough in the bear market was from say December through March yeah. in 19. So technically we're kind of seeing that same potential. It's probably a good Wyckoff pattern. Also, if you look at, if you're a Wyckoff follower guy or whatever, well, well, um, tell the, tell the, uh, the layman what the Wyckoff pattern is. So uh, Wyckoff pattern. So what it means, if you go to your search engine, W I C K O F F F spell that properly. If you spell Wyckoff wrong, you're going to get a bunch of stuff that you don't want your wife to know you're looking at. Let's see here. <laughs> Whack off pattern. <laughs> What are you doing? What are you looking up? Oh my God. All right. So this is the Wyckoff pattern. Let me blow this up. Um, you know, the fact that I know this and can just rally it off the top of my head, it's just, you get there when you're, when you're trading. Um, but this is a decent pattern to show how winters go. Right. And also summers. So when I say winters, I mean, when like, you know, the end of a cycle, when you get like a long bottom um, and they all, they happen in reverse too. So phase a is the big dump. And then you have like a dump below kind of like you create this, this support price heads up a little bit to test and it just ranges for a while. But before the end of that winter comes, you get like a deeper dump and that usually scares a lot of the weak hands out and it, and it, and it grabs a lot of liquidity from the bottom and then price breaks above that resistance and heads back up for the next move up. So um, the the Bitcoin chart that we're looking at doesn't have that perfect uh, Wyckoff pattern because you don't get the deeper dump before it heads up. 
Um, but you have this area right through here where price kind of did dump down. I'll, I'll put a box on it. Give me just a second. Now this is the one from like 2019. So price did dump down and, uh, you know, did the same kind of thing. Let me do this. I'm going to take this. I'm going to show you guys something cool with trading view. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty much when it comes to trading view, I'm really good at it. I don't code on there, yeah. but when it comes to actually, um, see file save as Wyckoff on desktop save and I can go over to trading view and I can insert an image Let's see here man it's I haven't done this too often so don't slay me here how do I put images on oh crap let me see if I can't figure this out quick I'm not doing it Move chart. Ah, oh, damn it. Screw it. I'm not going to do it. We're just going to go back and forth, right? So, yeah, whatever. So here's your you know, here's your box. I can put images on, but I'm not going to take 10 minutes to figure it out in the middle of the show, all right? all right? So this is it, and this is the Wyckoff. You see the same thing? Yeah. More or less. It's not as pretty. Of course, the, m most things are not going to exactly follow whatever your pattern is. Um, but there you go. That was 2018, 2019. And then we also have the modern day version, which may be the modern day version, and it, you know, but we have it right here in this box. And again, like last time, it didn't have that second lower dump. Now, does it mean the price won't go down? Well, certainly, you know, 2020, we saw price go back down to those lows because of the COVID crash. So are we going to see like another engineered crash? Because I'm pretty sure the COVID crash was engineered. Are we going to see something like that? and have, have another bottom out? That's the big question that the person was just asking, uh, what is it, ZBA 1992 Rogue. My opinion, and it's just my opinion, and nothing we say on here is to be used or construed as investment advice. Please contact a licensed investment advisor before risking your money on markets because you can lose money and it's dangerous. Disclaimer out of the way. This looks an awful lot like that. Yep. But again, last time we did have that dump that was engineered. So could price go back down? Sure, you know, especially if they engineer it. That can't happen. Will it happen? No one knows the future. Uh, what's another question? Uh, we're going to take two more questions. Uh, one is, uh, what about mining stocks? We'll do a quick uh, 30 seconds on that. And then well, I'll, I'll, I'll answer the next one, which is the best uh, cryptos and stocks to buy after World War III starts. Yeah, well, I'll, yeah. <laughs> first, you don't have to worry about it. Uh, WW3 will not be happening. That's, that's been canceled. Yeah, well, and plus none of them that we say is advice. So we can tell you what we think, but that's just educational purposes only. Um, as far as mining stocks, they follow gold. Um, they're like, uh, they can be like leveraged versions of precious metals, gold, silver. Yeah. Um, you know, so as metals become more expensive, the mining stocks tend to follow. I don't know if they go before or after. Yeah. Um, you know, but here's the thing about it. Like, if I like things that have volatility and a certain level of predictability, and I don't care what sector they're in. Um, you know, I don't really trade metals, so I can't tell you from experience how well trading goes with mining stocks. I trade based on algorithms. There are certain people that want you to think algorithms are this mystical thing that you have to be an amazing person to create. They're not. A Rubik's Cube is an algorithm. Tying issues is an algorithm. And the ones I've developed are adaptable across markets, but I would actually have to look at a mining stock and test my algorithm on it to be able to give you a true answer to that. But I do know they tend to follow the metals. That's the answer I've got. Well said. And with that being said, um, 
MT4, Doc808, it's fine. Um, MT4, you can use to trade across um, certain, you know, brokers. One thing about MT4 that's great is that um, you can code on there. You can use the AE, which I forget what it stands for. But, um, you know, that's, uh, I mean, it's it's a it's a handy thing to have. And you can backtest single indicators automatically, which is nice. Uh, Ruben Glass, that is the question of the world. Gold, silver, suppressed, ready to break out for years. Will it happen? Maybe. Yeah, I more? think uh, 2024, <laughs> uh, the price targets that I'm seeing right now is between 33 and $3,600 an ounce in 2024 uh, and expected to accelerate if, uh, you know, Russia uh, and, and the whole Saudi-Russia relationship becomes even tighter. Uh, then at that point, it's like it's. You're looking at 4,600 to 5,300 after that. Well, who's so, that guy that you used to do business with that he did that whole report on the central banks buying uh, buying gold when gold became a tier one versus a tier three after they started buying them? Who's that guy's name? Oh, you used to deal with him. Gosh, I'll, I'll have to go back. This is like two months ago. We did a whole show on this. And, um, you know, will gold go up? I think the answer is yes. Yeah. And to, to cut it very short, what happened was the BIS changed the rules on gold. It used to be a tier three asset, right? Yep. So tier three means that uh, like a million dollars in gold is $500,000 on your balance sheet. That's yep. that was a tier three asset. It wasn't considered a tier one. And so all of a sudden you notice that uh, that all the central banks in the world started buying gold more gold in one year than they did in the prior 60 years. And then a year after that, all of a sudden gold got moved to tier one. So their asset sheets got doubled the value in gold because it became, you know, uh, a tier one asset where all the gold was worth what it should be. So understand that. Yeah. If, if, if all that happened, if the central banks knew about it over uh, ahead of time and you're seeing Singapore and China, like just buying massive amounts of gold. I mean, I think that should tell you, you know, who's betting on it anyway. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly right. And uh, I think that's about it. Um, thank you all for listening in. Uh, Rogue fan guy. Not related to the charts question, but he knows the futures. <laughs> that's, that's funny. Thank you all for listening in. He's the cowboy. I'm the monkey. We'll be back next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. Tomorrow, uh, Vela's will not be on. I'll probably be on uh, solo. So keep it locked and loaded right here, folks. With that being said, we're over or not. Take it away myself.